Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. Very recently, I was working with this brilliant, brilliant leadership team. This team invests a ton in their own knowledge of themselves, coaching on conflict resolution, one-on-one coaching. They just make a huge investment. I'm able to be a part of that, which I really, really appreciate. And someone brought up an issue to me, which I thought was, first of all, took a lot of courage, but also I thought was something that is really true that no one talks about. And that is a very necessary leadership transition from a real sense of I to a sense of we. And that transition can be very hard to make, especially if you've had years and years of experience of being a very successful individual producer, used to getting those accolades, used to being able to say, yes, I did that. And that's a really powerful feeling. And there's a lot that goes along with it. It's not just ego talking here. There's just a lot of things. It's very validating to know that what you do has a positive impact. And when you shift from a one-to-one relationship between you and the results to working with a team, so much more in a leadership position, where you're not the one actually doing something, but you are influencing others in terms of their activities and their actions, it's very, very different. And you have to take your sense of satisfaction from a different place. It's not the same anymore. A couple comments that came up in the workshop, a couple people said, well, I just don't do that much anymore. Now, for one person, that was completely fine. And the other one, it made him want to crawl out of his skin. (laughs) He was like, what do you mean I'm not doing anything? And he really felt like wasn't confident, wasn't clear that how he was creating value. And it really had a sense of kind of being a little bit lost with it. And I just thought, wow, this is something that is really true for a lot of people, but we don't talk about it very much. So I really want to kind of unpack this a little bit. So let's talk about the pluses of being a leader. Most of us, we aspire to that. That's something that we want to do. First of all, it means you can have a bigger impact. There's only so much I can do as an individual, but when I'm working with others to get something done, we can have a much, much bigger impact. Think about building something. Think about a project. The projects I can do on my own with my intelligence level, which is fine, and my skill level, which is pretty good after this many years on the planet, but still, I can only think this big for what I know I can do but I want to have a bigger impact than that. My ambitions are bigger than that. So to do that, I need to be able to be able and capable of working with other people because together what we can do is that much bigger. And that's one of the really big wins of moving to that leadership level. Then there's a sense of shared success. You know, sometimes one-on-one stuff can get a little bit lonely. So it's nice to be able to have people with whom to celebrate. Much bigger results. You feel like you're really part of a team and bigger rewards. That's always exciting. So there are a lot of pluses to being in this leadership role. But let's also talk about some of the minuses. So the minuses, sometimes, again, as I just mentioned, it doesn't feel like you actually do anything. You have conversations. You say things. People say them back to you. You track things. What else do you do? (laughs) It can be a little hard to figure, okay, what do I actually do here? You very much can have a diffused sense of success. So yes, you're happy and celebrating it, but you can't actually attribute a whole bunch of it to you, which means your ego can take a hit. Like, okay, what value am I producing here? You can feel a little bit lost and really lose a sense of self. And none of those things are good. That's not really a fun place to hang out for very long. So again, I really, really appreciate this gentleman for bringing up the topic. I thought that was very forthright and honest of him. Again, it's something that I know I felt It's a tough transition. And in fact, the owner of the company said the same thing. He said, it was hard. I've got there. And now I take much greater pride and success in what the team does rather than what I do. I'm not worried about what I do. I know very clearly what my role is. 
He said, but it was tough. I had to get out of my own way on that one. So how do we do this? Let's give a little bit of thought to how can we effectively make this transition and not get caught up and just also to appreciate the feelings when things are changing. I don't think denying your feelings on this is very helpful, but I do think that being really, really aware of the fact it is a change, you are going from something where you had a direct impact to more of an indirect impact, and that entails a change of mindset. So we're getting really to that thing of how do you think about things? If you think you have to do something in order to be successful, leadership won't look like a whole lot of fun. And one of the biggest challenges that I hear about from entrepreneurs is they promote really capable, successful people who are excellent at what they do into a leadership role because they know that this person absolutely has the ability to coach others and to direct them and provide clarity on exactly how to do the job really, really well. But then the person has this team and does the job anyway. And it's so frustrating because they've made this investment and the team's going, um, aren't I supposed to be doing this? And the leader whom they've just promoted still does it because that's how they're used to getting their sense of reward, of sense of self, sense of success is by the one doing it. So it, this is something that happens to so many people. If you're someone who takes pride in what you do, it probably happens to all of us. So how do we do it? And to me, this is really something called a polarity to manage rather than a problem to solve. Depending on which side of the polarity you're on, you know, doing things yourself or doing things as a team, you can weigh in on either side. There's pluses and minuses to both. That's simply the reality of it. And if you want to go more, by the way, into polarity management, I have to strongly, highly recommend a brilliant book by a gentleman named Dr. Barry Johnson called Polarity Management. So this is his idea. And he has managed to solve what look like really intractable problems by having people see that they're actually a polarity to manage. There isn't a right or wrong. It's how do you stay on the upside of both. So if I apply polarity management to this particular situation, you really just have to appreciate that there are pluses to doing things yourself. There are also minuses. And there are real pluses to being a leader and doing things via a team and influencing a team. But there are also some minuses there too. So once you realize that, you can kind of be okay and go, okay, this is normal. You know, I'm not a bad person because I'm not deriving all my satisfaction from my sense of leading the team. And just really understand the bigger picture here. Again, a polarity to manage, to my mind, means you actually don't want to give up either one. You want both. I don't know about you, but I always want both. So how do you do that? And this, again, to me, comes down to unique ability. So I think of myself as a leader. I know I'm not a very good manager. <laughs> That's not my skill set, but I am good at leading. I'm good at providing direction, clarity, asking key questions to help people have greater insight. And I love nothing more than packaging up ideas and making them useful to other people, such as you. That, to me, is a very fulfilling experience. But even when I do that, there are some core activities that I do, that I'm really good at, that I enjoy doing, and that I find very personally rewarding. And then because I'm also in a leadership role, it gets to be rewarding on the bigger stage as well. So if you are in this transition now, or if you're coaching someone else through this transition, I have some steps, I have some things that I want you to think about doing. So first of all, it's really critical that you still know what is you, what is your unique ability. And a fabulous resource for this is our Unique Ability 2.0 Discovery Book and Notebook, which is such a brilliant way to explore who are you really? What is your core unique value that you create for yourself, for others, for the world? This is, again, how you make the biggest difference and how you make the biggest impact. So really appreciate and understand your own gifts with the same gentleman who brought up the point he had some things he wanted to do, which would have meant fundamentally changing himself. I was like, don't do that. Bad idea. I 
I said, appreciate what you do bring to the party. Do not try and be somebody you're not. And here's how to better communicate it. So I gave him a tool that we have at Strategic Coach called the Impact Filter. Once he got clear in that, he could actually just sit in where he was successful, where he was capable, and recognize that he had a means, an effective way of communicating with other people, and that their job was to execute on the things that they were really good at, but he could stay in his place of power, if you want to call it that. That would be his unique ability. But his job, and all of our jobs, frankly, is if we have our own unique ability, to be able to connect it with other people. That's where teamwork comes in. Think of a spider web in all those little, you know, places where the web intersects, that's a unique ability hub. But we have to be able to create the lines. We have to be able to create those connections. And some people's webs are a little sketchy. <laughs> they need to be strengthened a little bit. So imagine that you want to have it's a perfect spider's web and have a strong web of connection with other people's unique ability. And you can influence it. You make a move, it impacts the entire picture. So you really want to be clear on what you can naturally contribute and are really good at and you at your very best and also be looking for that in other people. So that's really critical. So number one, track your own progress in terms of what you're doing, that you're, you know, in terms of teamwork, in terms of your own skills, your own capabilities, how you're growing as an individual. And then also track your team's progress. What are you doing together really, really well? This is what we call at Strategic Coach a positive focus. And it's so valuable to look not only ahead to what you have not yet accomplished, but to stop and pause and turn around and to measure from where you started because we don't do that often enough. And actually part of being a really great leader is to help people reflect on their progress because people who are really clear on their progress have a lot of confidence about their ability to make future progress. And people who feel like they're constantly failing and falling short don't have that kind of confidence. So helping yourself and helping other people measure backwards, which is what we call it, is really another powerful leadership technique. So do it for yourself and then do it for your team. And then again, be really clear on your own contribution. And you may want to get feedback from other people on this. So one of the stages or the steps in the unique ability discovery process is to send out a letter asking other people, and this may feel a little odd, by the way, at the beginning, what do you think is my unique ability? Now, I've had some people say, well, can I ask them also what they think I'm not good at? I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> you already know that. <laughs> There's no point in talking about it. You're probably already working on those things. But we actually don't ask the people whom you trust and respect and who know you, who see you in action, you're asking them to reflect back to you. They're being a mirror for who you are and what you do at your best. That's really what this statement is getting you. So it takes, again, some courage to send this out. But very, very powerful. And if you're ever having a bad day, pull out these unique ability letters. You'll feel like a million bucks. Now, if you're having a bad day, it may be because you're not doing these things that people find really valuable. So that's another note to self to kind of stay what we call your side of the line. But it means that they're really reinforcing how you create value. So being really, really clear on that means that it's very easy to get into a stage of teamwork and leadership with other people because you know your strong points, you know your strong suit, you know where you are powerful and can make a difference and influence people well. And then again, your job is simply to connect with other people. And that's really what leadership is all about. So if I look at the most successful entrepreneurs, the best leaders I know, they are clear and confident in their own unique ability, and they are brilliant at helping other people discover theirs and maximize it and grow it and work together to produce incredible results. So it may not look like doing very much, but in fact, all they're doing is their unique ability. So again, be really, really clear on your own superpower, is what I like to call it. But then from a leadership role, part of our job is to help other people understand and appreciate their own and help them work together to produce that result that we're all really committed to. 
So again, the books, if you want to dive a little bit more deeply into polarity management, is Polarity Management by Dr. Barry Johnson. And again, if you want to get your own sense of, I keep calling, I want to call it superpower because it's so true, but your own sense of what never goes away, even if you're leading thousands of people, if you know what your unique ability is, you never have to worry that you're not successful, you're not capable because you know that. And in fact, they can really enjoy and celebrate the success that you're getting by influencing other people. So I just really want you to get clear on your unique ability. And Unique Ability 2.0 Discovery is just a fabulous way for someone, Julia Waller, who's key author of the process, to walk you through it, hold your hand. It's like having a one-on-one coaching session with Julia, which usually costs a lot more than the price of the book, just so you know. So I really want you to make that transition more easily. You can do that by being really confident in who you are and what you do contribute. And then you have so much more to share. You have so much more power and influence with other people. You're not competing with them, which is another danger that leaders fall into. And you can actually help grow and expand everyone else's success that much more easily and that much faster. So I hope this has been an inspiring conversation for you. I can't wait to hear if you have any comments. We'd love to hear them about your own leadership transition, how that works for you. So let me know at questions at strategiccoach.com. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, here's to your team success. Hi, Shannon here, and thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes, and we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more Team Success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com.